It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. No one is, 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 is more locked From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filipponi. Bears and Browns, how are the vibes in Chicago right now? Dude, we are heading to a sports civil war in Chicago. Charles Robinson today put out a long article where he talked to seven NFL general managers anonymously. And seven out of seven said they would trade Justin Fields, they would draft Caleb Williams, and they all gave Charles Robinson what they would give up. And none of them were a first round pick. Some were second, some were third in a late round pick. They were all, it was all fairly similar, the compensation. And the responses to that article are just overwhelming from Justin Fields supporters. Irate. Who you used, and you used to call yourself one of them, but I am one of them. Not anymore. Not if you don't agree with them on this. You've, you've I don't, lost dude, your. The, the, okay. The Cubs your fired. Your cabinet David. role in that, in that fan club is gone. You're dude, done. It, it, it is gone. And people are turning on me. This is very weird. Like the Cubs fired David Ross, a good manager, to hire Craig Council, a perceived great manager. Yeah. Justin Fields is a starting NFL quarterback. Caleb Williams has a chance to be great. Justin Fields maybe could be great, maybe, but he still runs a lot. He still takes too many sacks. He's, you know what I mean? It's, it's there's a risk there. I think you have to take the shot at greatness if you want a shot at winning for a decade consistently in the NFL. So I will always shoot for greatness at that position because there is no modern NFL team that has been carried by a defense to a dynasty. It just doesn't happen. And I want a dynasty. So I'm like, if the Bears had the fourth and the seventh pick, build around Justin Fields. They're going to get the first pick. So you got to take a shot at greatness. And oh yeah, by the way, I don't think Ryan Poles or anybody would be the guy who would pass on CJ Stroud and Caleb Williams for a guy who's not a sure thing. So like, I'm just preparing myself for that inevitability. But Caleb Williams is going to be walking into a, a fan base that at least partially 
is not excited about him, that watched him play the worst game of his life against Notre Dame. Some people hate him for painting his nails and crying to his mom after he lost the game and like weird things that have like Caleb Williams has become like politicized on the internet. It's very strange. And Justin Fields, an 11 out of 10 leader. He is improving. He's beloved in the locker room. So there's going to be dudes in that locker room that are pissed that they trade Fields for Caleb. It's a very tough spot, man. Honestly, and I know I'm biased from being here. Other than like teams that can win the Super Bowl, to me, it's the most interesting story in the NFL. I don't disagree with you on that. And I'm living vicariously through you in a lot of ways with this. I like what Robert Mays of The Athletic said. Who's a Bears fan. He's great. Justin Fields to the Steelers. Greg Roman is their offensive coordinator next year. I would take that in a effing heartbeat. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. If they did that, I mean, if Tomlin had the, uh, you know, foresight and the uh, forward thinking to do that, or if the owner forced him to do that, I think they would win double digit games next year. With that the only thing is, is that is a short-term approach, right? Because the Ravens got rid of Roman to try to yep. open up Lamar as a passer, and you can only do that style of play for so long. But it is, it, it would you. I agree that they would win ten games if they did that. I agree. Uh, all right, Giants and Saints. What do you want to say about Tommy Cutlets? That New York sports needed this, and I have embraced it. I got into Duck Hodges when he was the Steelers quarterback. I thought it was fun. I think the New York market can be very cynical and they're hard on athletes. And we saw clearly what's going on with Zach Wilson. How, you know, like he got uh, not only within his own locker room, but how the fan base was pretty cruel and deservingly so because he played so poorly. But we, I think New York gets a reputation, not as being as harsh as Philly, but being really, really tough on athletes. I think this shows the other side of it. That... They can get into a cult hero. They can embrace a Jeremy Lin. Yeah. They can get into somebody like Tommy DeVito, even though they know that there's not, you know, it's not a there's not a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow here. Uh, they have not. The Giants won a playoff game last year. The Jets have not won one since 2010. So they have been in football purgatory for so long. So I like that they've like removed their well. This guy's going to eventually suck hat for a little while to just have fun. I don't think it hurts that he's Italian in a very uh, in an area. Oh, that's you're going to go out on Italian. that limb and say that it doesn't hurt him to be Italian? Wow, that's really bold of you because that's not a big piece of this. That's story why people at all. come to First and Pod to get uh, to get yeah, enterprising. Wow. It takes like that. Yes. Yeah, you yeah, know, I, I agree. It's not hurting him that he's Italian. Um, we had his agent on Sean Stellato. He was just oh wow, he went on your show too. I thought he was only. I thought he was going media silent. No, Boomer and Geo, K. Adams and us. Um, if I gave you four, four weeks ago, I said Zach Wilson and Tommy DeVito will be AFC and NFC Offensive Player of the Week at any point in the season, much less the same week. 
and I gave you a thousand to one, would you have put ten dollars on it? No, I would have said aliens abducted their bodies and <laughs> right, like were able to transform them into competent football players. I would have taken your ten dollars and gone to Chipotle. Like that, that is like one of the all time crazy come ups uh, from where they were. But it's a hell of a story. It's fun. I lumped two games together for the next one because I think they're yeah. similar: Bucks and Packers, Commanders and Rams. Games with sneaky big NFC playoff implications. What's the most in- intriguing team or storyline to these two games? So I'm su- like I'm surprised that you think that the Packers are as good as the Rams. I think the Rams' offensive ceiling is higher. I think the Packers are still very young and inconsistent. And when the Rams are healthy, uh, that's a pretty well-oiled machine offensively that has been there and absolutely believes that they can go anywhere in the playoffs and win, especially if they get to go you know, into a dome. Like, I'm really rooting for Rams-Lions to be a 6-3 game. I think that would be fantastic to see Stafford back in Detroit in a wild card game. So I think the Rams, uh, because of their offensive ceiling and their pedigree, are clearly the most intriguing team for this year. Though, obviously, if Jordan Love were to make the playoffs, that has probably longer-term NFL ramifications. But for this year, I think it's the Rams. I'm going to take it in a different direction. I'm going to say the Bucks with Baker, because two years ago, he went to Green Bay on Christmas through four interceptions with the Browns, and that really ended his career with the Browns. That ended that dream, and that's what set up the Deshaun Watson to the Browns thing. And so he's gone to Green Bay the last two years and lost. It's like a haunted house kind of thing for him, Lambeau Field. I think they go there and win, so I think he exercises the demons. I think that it puts them in position to make the playoffs. And uh, White, the running back for, for Tampa Bay, No one talks about this guy. He is fourth in the NFL in yards from scrimmage by running backs. He's been a stud for them. And I think they're going to beat Green Bay here and set themselves up to win the division.